when I grew up in Canada, there, there was three things that we, you know, you had watermelons, you had honeydews, and you had cantaloupes, and that was it. But the genetic diversity within each of these is, a, and squash. Actually, I don't even think we ate squash when I grew up <laughs> too much. Hi, I'm Alan Van Dines. I'm with the University of California, Davis. I'm the director of research for the Seed Biotechnology Center, and I'm also associate director for uh, Plant Breeding Center here at Davis. In this crop, in particular in melons, I don't know that many people working in breeding or improvement of melons and, you know, or cucurbits in general uh, in Canada, but I think that's the opportunity. So, you know, Canada certainly has, you know, the, call it the vegetable-type centers where you're growing centers, you know, in Manitoba, you know, you think about Portage, Morden, things like that, southern Ontario, B.C., but the opportunity perhaps is in the greenhouse crops where some others, like in peppers and tomatoes and things, are growing a lot in the greenhouse crops. This hasn't really taken off, I think, as a greenhouse crop, say, in Canada, but I think it's a big opportunity uh, because we certainly love melons like everybody else. We organize a conference like this uh, about this size every year, and uh, we try to improve every time, but it's really to get the people together, and uh, I, what we try to do in all the conferences now is we really make sure we mix the students, the postdocs, you know, and call it the veterans in the talks. And it's a great opportunity, you know, to exchange those informations and get, and get the experience uh, for those students, um, you know, and, and postdocs, you know, to, to get their name out of there, to, to opportunity to talk in front of their peers uh, and tell people what they're doing. So it's really about sharing the information. And what I'm, you know, this is not a huge conference. We're 250 people, which actually I think is a little more than normal for this group. So we're a mixture of genomics, plant breeders, uh, pathologists, you know, agronomists, and so on. But um, it's quite international, so, so it's really nice to see. Can you tell me in a little bit about your work in cucurbits and, and what your main focus is right now and why it's significant? But we're just starting to get into uh, work in cucurbits. Um, so I'm starting to learn the community, the people, um, and so on like that, but we're focused, it's a very important crop for California. I mean, we grow about uh, a, quarter, a quarter to a third of the melons and watermelons and, and so on, um, let's say cucurbits uh, f for United States. And so we're definitely a big, cr a big grower and we've got our unique uh, problems when it comes to insect diseases, viruses and things like that, that you may not get say in the, in the Midwest or the East Coast just because of our more dry environment. And so there's huge activity uh, company-wise all around us, around Davis. So it makes sense for Davis to, you know, to focus on melons. And it's not like I'm the first person at Davis to focus on melons. Um, uh, we've been working on melons since the, since the 60s, and since where we start, you know, describing the virus complexes and things like that are associated with melons. Um, I'm focusing right now on um, flavor, aroma, and texture. So we have a nice project with, with a local company, H.M. Klaus, that are actually here right in town. And, and so we actually even share the work on their farm. And they're funding a nice project, which is kind of cool. The goal of that project is really to develop tools for plant breeding um, at the phenotype level in the field um, that might be related to, to basically flavor, texture, and aroma, which are very hard things to, uh, to decipher. So we're doing projects where we're, we're trying to correlate certain tools, um, you know, that we can basically use to correlate these traits and measure them, you know, on a lot of breeding lines as opposed to one or two at an expensive, you know, model. 
It seems to be working quite well. Cucurbits is really a young crop, I think, breeding-wise. And, you know, when I grew up in Canada, there, there was three things that we, you know, you had watermelons, you had honeydews, and you had cantaloupes, and that was it. But the genetic diversity within each of these is, a, and squash. Actually, I don't even think we ate squash when I grew up <laughs> too much. But the genetic diversity within, the, within, within these, each of these species or these types is incredible, and it's untapped. We're starting to see a lot of those on the shelves, and, they, and, and if you travel around the world, it was like, whoa, you know, this tastes fantastic. You know, why, why isn't this on my shelf? And, and so the opportunity is there, I think, and the companies are starting to, uh, you know, to recognize that. Um, for example, our keynote speaker, and it wasn't a coincidence, uh, I was fortunate to meet Dr. Uh, uh, Victor Verlosch from uh, Walmart, who's in charge of fresh produce for Walmart, and... It was really enlightening to see that Walmart is not just a discount store. They're really putting flavor up front, and they're doing the studies, they're funding the studies, and they're breeding you know, for Walmart, and flavor is the driver. And so that's a big shift, I think, and great for the consumer. <laughs>